Welcome back to your Daily Dose. It's me, Nick. Do you want the good news or do you want the bad news? Just kidding. This is a bad news episode, but about delivering bad news. There's a lot of people in my life who like giving bad news, and that was a big part of my personality for a while as well. I'm trying to break out of it still, and Bob gives me some good advice on how to do so. Enjoy. I'm actually really good at sharing bad news. Yeah, I don't I think it's more I'm good at I'm a good storyteller. Yeah. But what I'd like to do is just sometimes be able to share the bad news that is going on without receiving pity, without making it the um, central point of my personality. Okay, so you're talking about sharing just kind of like the bad news in the world, obser- observing negative things. Or, yeah, like I have a lot of family stuff going on, yeah. which we've talked about off yeah. air a little bit. And I don't, you know, I don't want to share it because I, that's not the attention that I'm seeking. I don't right. want to be, I have a lot of people in my life and especially in my family who are martyrs. Like everything is the worst thing that's ever happened to them. Whether it's something <laughs> that's actually really bad or my phone doesn't ring sometimes. And that's the worst thing that's ever uh, happened. Now, do they them. respond to like a phone ringing with something like, oh my God, who is that now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Everything is the worst. Why Why do you think they do that, though? That's a, that's seeking a certain kind of attention, yeah. right? Or, or they built a habit of having that view and then sharing it out loud. Do they like... Do they form a little buzz when they're together? A little negativity buzz? Some... I think I think that's where it comes from. It's a social construct. Yeah. It's a socially learned uh, characteristic. Yeah. Because that's where I got it from. Is that you know that's when I want attention. That's why I think I told you the story. Like I couldn't think of a way for my personality to be great, so I faked a limp for a while <laughs> when I was a kid, so that people would ask that. me where my limp was from. Because I wanted to be able to say that I had suffered. Now, for me, it was also, you know, I read a lot when I was a kid. And a lot of the main characters had something tragic. Yeah. They had, had some tragedy. scar of some them. kind. Yeah. Right? yeah. And none of my parents were dying. So at the time. So I was just <laughs> so like, okay. Go the Disney route. <laughs> yeah. So I would just pretend to be broken in some way. Oh. Uh, because, you know, then it made the hero journey better. That's sadder when you describe it like that. We talked about this before, but I yeah. don't remember feeling like sad inside when you're talking about it. That's, like, that's... because I always bring it back. And I'm now this wonderful person with what? sometimes walks with a limp because I just <laughs> go back <laughs> into that. When's, when's the last time you limped? I don't remember. Like I, it I just happened. I might have actually limped into my house Did today. I? I'm yeah. not sure. It's, yeah. like, it's, a, it's a funny thing. It's a funny concept, but not funny funny, funny, interesting to yeah. me. Uh, and I do believe in this whole concept of bless my sweet mistakes, right? That all the stupid stuff that we did to get where we are right now produced where we are right now. Yeah. And if you're horrible with where you are right now, I understand if you have some regrets that relate to that. But yeah. overall, all the good stuff that came from wh- where you are right now, it, it, it came from all that stuff as well. So I feel like, you know, I know glass is half full, glass is half empty, but I feel like those elements that lead to the stuff in our lives are all good in some way. Well, I think you also see it as a storytelling opportunity. True, true, because you either have a great experience or you have a great story. Yeah, uh, and really, or a terrible experience, you might have a great story. Well, look at the stories that we told even in our show at the Fringe Festival, right? They were, they were rife with mistakes, 
stress, um, overcoming things, but also we we were the brunt of our own jokes in certain instances. And it's people like to hear that. Yeah. I think some of the best stories that I hear out there are about people's foibles, people's mistakes and some lesson that comes out of them. You know, I am my, my, uh, child Devin has become really fantastic at understanding the constructs behind storytelling. She, she works with story collider. You familiar with that? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, she does, she teaches for Story Collider and she coaches speakers for Story Collider and she speaks for them. She tells stories and um, I think I think they've uh, surpassed me at this point. And by the way, I realize that I'm just volleying pronouns left and right here. Uh, I'm still I'm still challenged with that. And I was talking to somebody last week about the fact that with my kids, it's harder. With my kid, it's harder because... 30 years of using certain words and you got to find your way back back to where it is. I'm still being kind and gentle with myself when I yeah, screw up because of that's the way I screw up. You have to be. Well, when you're a lifelong screw up, you either choose this path or you bruise yourself a lot in the process. And I refuse to do that. So, well, and that goes back to this idea of regrets and, you know, these bad things that happen to us and, and that sort of thing. So taking it back to that, I think yeah. your point is like, you're going to, that's making you, that's part of you yeah. now. And you could still have some regrets over that stuff. But like I have a dumb band tattoo that I've never listened to the band. Of, <laughs> and that's a good story now. And that kind of has made me into somewhat, you know, a small part of the person that I am now. Absolutely. But, you know, going back to the the bad news thing, this also like that, just rejecting the idea that I have to tell people bad news in order to get attention is yeah. also a conscious decision. It's something that's learned over time. And now I'm I'm noticing a little bit better with my family. Like if I don't overreact to it, if I don't just play that game with them, they tend to underreact too. Ah, so that's been okay. really good. Yeah. It's like, it's like a Jedi mind trick that yeah. you're playing with them. It, I mean, it's, it's, I think that it's a pretty common thing that you're supposed to do in like the business world is don't just come with a problem, come with a solution too. Yeah. So don't just come don't to, just you know, oh, moan, this person right? did this and can you believe it? And this reminds me of the time they did this and remember that other thing that they did that was so terrible. Instead, just go, yeah, this is happening and this is how we're going to fix it. Yeah, you know this. Is, are you familiar with the concept of neurolinguistics? Okay, Tony Robbins introduced me to this concept, and I've only read one Tony Robbins book, and I'm not even sure I read the whole thing. But this concept of neurolinguistics is how we speak to ourselves and how it rewires our brains when oh, we're speaking to okay. ourselves. And it sounds to me like sometimes your people are bathing in it, right? Yeah. So they, they spit out the, this negativity, but then their ears hear what their mouth is saying, and they get to relive the horror of what they were thinking about that was inside their heads, and they create this echo spiral, right, that, that makes things bigger and more dramatic in their minds. And what you're doing is you're just like letting the air out of that a little bit. You're yeah. like, okay, I'm going to give this an exit strategy so that it's not just whipping around inside your head while you hear yourself talk. The other thing is... Maybe if you consistently pointed out something positive every time they spoke of something negative, they would, one, see the positive and feel a little better about that, or two, 
get so sick of hearing you say positive things that they just stop saying those things anymore. Oh, they just stop talking to me? Yeah, I'm just saying. What? It's a possibility. Is that a thing? If, if I knew that's what you were seeking, I could have found a dozen ways to make that happen. It would destroy your family, but sometimes it's worth it, don't you think? Mm. <laughs> Nick's got the devious look on his face as he strokes his beard mm-hmm. and considers the possibility. Hi, friends. It's Bob. I'm pretty sure that Nick will never become his parents or take on the more bothersome traits of his older relatives. He's way too self-aware to let that happen. And I like that he pays attention the way he does. Nick is a terrific observer. It's one of the things that makes him a great podcast partner. He's constantly looking at the world for cues and clues how to have a better life and how to be a better Nick. Then he shares what he learns with the rest of us. Feels like a pretty good deal. That's it for this episode of The Dose. Thanks for listening.